the five keys to holding your people accountable. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hello, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thank you, my friend. Another great time to talk about changing people's lives and through coaching. Absolutely. And I'm just so geeked up because uh, one of the keys that I was talking to a CEO here a couple weeks back, and I said, what do you want your folks to do when I do the training session for your managers and coaching? And he says, I want them to be able to hold people more accountable. So we talked about these five steps here, and I thought, well, why not do a podcast on holding people accountable? Because he said holding people accountable is so important. So So then all they would have to do is listen to the podcast and and just play it over and over again, and then they're fine. Well, I don't know if they're fine, but they, <laughs> you got yeah. I'm trying to sell the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if they're fine, but it'll certainly help them make it in the right, get the right path. But yeah, you know, he said one of his challenges is holding people accountable, and in, in their organization, they're not holding people accountable, and, and he wants, you know, he wants his folks to do that. Now, I, I can't wait to hear hear what you have because you have the five steps, but um, I, I think this is a big deal, and I think it's mostly because. People don't even know what they're supposed to right. be accountable for. Right. They don't know what they're going to be accountable for. They don't, and they don't know how to hold people accountable. Right. Right. And so I'll just give you an example. Uh, another client of mine, he uh, shared this story with me. He was actually working with the tellers. And um, he, he used this coaching model. And then over a month, they actually had their overs and shorts was actually reduced by 20% in one month from month over month. And he said, this was remarkable. And all I had to do was ask questions, right. walk them through the process, put the thought bubble over their head, and ta-da. And, and that's the key to coaching. You're going to be more effective. Your organization going to be more effective. You're going to, you're going to uh, be more efficient. Your people are going to grow. And the key is, as you grow your folks, guess what? You grow your organization. Yeah. Because one of the biggest challenges that I see with organizations, and managers tell me this, CEOs tell me this, you know, what's, what's your biggest worry? What's your biggest fear? And rather than growing the market or getting more customers is growing that next layer of leadership. Yeah. How do I get that, that bench, next? bench, they say. Right. How do I get that next layer of leadership? And without coaching, if you don't teach your entire management team how to coach, then you're not going to bring that, that bench along as quickly. Mm-hmm. And so coaching helps you get that bench that bench brought up so you can be more effective. And I'll, I'll throw this secret in. People mm-hmm. want to be held accountable. Absolutely. They want to. So... Anyway, go ahead. And they and they want to be successful. They want to they want to yes. they want to they want to feel a sense of accomplishment, a sense of achievement. Mm-hmm. They want to feel like they're worthwhile. They want to feel challenged. They want to have a reason to get up in the morning. So if you don't coach and you don't delegate, uh, then you're really wasting the skills and the talents and the abilities of your folks. And why do that? So there's basically five keys to holding people right, here accountable. We here we go. Folks. Here we go. I'm going to do the five keys and we're going to actually talk about them in detail. But the okay. first one is obviously clear expectations. Uh, the second one is the clear capability. You know, are you capable of doing this? Can you get it done? Um, clear measurement. How do we measure success here? Clear feedback. Okay, we're along the way. How do we make sure we're on on track? And then clear consequences. If we don't get there, what's going to be the consequences? We're going to be the adjustments that we make in order to make it happen. So those are the five keys. And we'll repeat those five keys at the end because people will say, yeah. well, what were the five keys? And but the key to doing that is really the keys to the, the questions. So the first expectation is the first step is to be crystal clear about what you expect. This means being clear about the outcome you're looking for, how will you measure your success, and how will your people go about achieving this objective. And I think that's just an important, important key. And so, so when you're working with that, uh, that, that manager, that coach, that employee, whoever that is that's, that's doing this project, 
that you're trying to hold them accountable for. One of the great questions is, what are your expectations of this project? So mm-hmm. you, you're, you're working with that person. What do you expect this to be? How do you expect it to work? What, what do you think it'll be? Another great question is, what do you want uh, to do with this project? You know, this is your project. How do you want to own it? And, you know, just from your perspective, I, I think very few managers really ask people, how do you want to own this project? How do you do it? want to do it? I mean, that, what's been you, your experience? Yeah. Let me ask you this. You're saying, like, what is expected of this project? And that could be, it doesn't necessarily have to be a project. It should be this task, right? Right. You, are you, are you, should they be saying, what's my expectations of you as an employee? Or is it better to go to the task and say, here's how we're going to. Here's what I want out of the task. Does think, that make sense? What I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to rephrase it here a little yes. bit and see if it makes it clear. I think the real goal of a leader is to establish a vision. This is what we want. This is what done looks like. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, that employee with their parameters and you know regulations or whatever it is, if they can you know manage that task within that that time frame and that process with those regulations they can have. How do you plan to do this? Uh, so you know. Um, as a leader, you want to you want to set that vision. Yeah. Here's what we want to do. This is what we want to accomplish. This is what we want to achieve. But then ask that manager right here with the expectations. How would you do this? If this was your vision, how would you lead it? How would you guide it? Because you're gonna guess what you're gonna you're gonna have a big part of this project, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have and so you know what do you want out of this project? What do you want this project to do? I think it's a great question. How would you handle this project? Um, I think that's a great way to go about. What do you plan to do? What do you want to do? How do you want to handle it? Those are all great questions from it. This is truly my favorite question uh, when we're talking about expectations. What is your perception of my expectations of you in this project? Yeah. So then you get, you get so often managers tell me, well, I've got this employee and they're not doing what I want them to do. Okay. Understood. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, <they laughs> and I laugh internally. Yeah. I don't ever laugh out loud, but I laugh internally and go, you know, have you ever asked them, what their perception of your expectations are. Mm-hmm. I've had managers say, well, I, I read I read their job description to them. Great. <laughs> you understand their job description. Now, when they were listening, were they listening or were they thinking about what they're gonna do on Friday night? Or, you know, do you are you aware did you finish that communication loop? Did you have them tell you what they think? And that's why it's so important to ask, what is your perception of the expectation of them? What what would you say to a leader that is only saying, my expectations is for you to get this many sales or this many widgets? Right. I, I guess what I'm leading towards, mm-hmm. there's got to be more into it or there, or it's not a very clear expectation, I don't think. Right. If you're you just know? saying sell this many widgets, real, that's the old command and control yes. method of, of leadership. And so you know, a better way to do this in clear expectations, we're going to talk about this in a second in capability and measurement, but how many widgets do you think you can sell mm-hmm. is how you get them involved rather than saying you got to sell 20 but or you, you got to sell 15. A, don't you ask them the why or not the why, but the how you do it. Absolutely. You know, professionally and with respect and things like that. Right. And how do you want to approach it? And, and like, just like a, a great question I had on a sales team last week is this guy wanted to send a proposal to one of his clients and it was a big proposal. And he said, I'm going to send an email. And the manager said, now let me ask you this. If you were buying life insurance, do you want the guy to send you an email yeah. proposal or do you want them to sit down with you? Because is, is buying life insurance a big question? And he goes, yeah. And he says, how would you like that person to handle it? And he goes, you know, I'd like to have him be here with my wife and I and to explain how it works so that, you know, if the, if the inevitable does happen uh, too soon. 
then how do we process that? How do we approach it? And then all of a sudden, you know, the manager didn't have to say, I want you to go buy a plane ticket. I want you to get in the car. And I want you to go see that guy. He didn't say that. He said, what is smart? He said, what is more effective? And so that's the value of coaching is you're not telling people what to do. You're helping asking questions to add clarity. So they own, you know, we make create awareness because he was aware of it. Like I had never thought of it that way. If, if I'm getting a proposal from, from a salesperson, how do I want them to do it? And he, so he created that awareness. And he also created that responsibility of like, you know, if I really want this project to get done. And he also asked the follow-up question is, if you mail, emailed the proposal and you didn't get the project, what questions would you ask yourself afterwards? And we would always ask ourselves that question, what could I have done differently? How could I have gotten that sale? What could I have done to make that work? And he didn't want them to be that. He yeah, says, let's, that let's do that clear. now. Right, let's do that now. And so that's another clear expectation. Absolutely right. And then another great question on expectations is, how would you like us to help you to be accountable for the success of this project? And I think it's a great question for a manager. How do you want me to help you to be accountable? You know, how often do you want me to to touch base with you? How do you want me to ask the questions? If I ask this question, am I you know is it going to upset you? What's going to be the what's the best way to approach me? And I've gotten to the point in life. Of course, I'm 61 years old. I've gotten to the point in life. You're not going to embarrass me. Just tell me, okay? (laughs) You're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, I had somebody here a few weeks back, really just you know take me to the woodshed on something I was doing. I went back. I reworked it. Uh, took the proposals back to her, uh, said, what do you think now? She goes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And it, there was no hard feelings on my part. I didn't go, oh, she right. didn't like my first attempt. Right. And I said to her, what do you, what, how do you want to do this? What do you do? And she goes, well, I don't have a lot of time to, to show you this, but here's some concepts or ideas. And then look at some other ways other folks do that and see if you can bring it back. To, and then she was absolutely right on target and made me a better individual because of that. So the key too is from being a manager is, you know, don't have such a big ego that you can't take feedback too. Did, did she tell me in a, you know, in a kind, loving way? Yeah, she was nice. She didn't try to hurt my feelings, but the other side of the coin is too, she was honest and I would mm-hmm. rather her be honest than not to that's, be. That's because that's clear. <laughs> it, it is clear. Yeah. Was it, was it painful? Yeah, it was yeah. painful. Am I a big boy? Suck it up, get over it. Right. Um, and then uh, would being, another great question to ask for expectations is would being held accountable increase your chance of success? And I think that's a great one right there. When we did the, uh, the goals uh, podcast just recently, uh, that was a great one to talk about, uh, that your chances of success when you get other people involved is a great way to do that. Um, another great question is who would, you be, who would you want to be an effective accountable partner oh, in this? Because, you know, who are you going to work with? I mean, there are some people in the organization you like. Some you don't like. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to work with? I want to work with the people I like. Great. Or I want to work with the people who get this done or the people I trust. Perfect. You pick those folks for this project. Let us know how you want to get this done. What accountability question would you like me to ask you during the project? You know, how's it going? What's happening? Uh, when and how often would you like me to check in with you? And what does success look like? Yeah, I that's love a good one. It is. And I love the question, uh, what does done look like? Uh, which is another one. We're going to have a podcast here in about three or four weeks on what does done look like. And I just think that's such an, an important question because yeah. that gets us to that to that part of it. So that's really a bunch of great questions. Thought, the thought bubble. The thought that, bubble of their thought, head. That's a thought bubble question. <laughs> it is. But that's, that's step number one on clear expectations. If you've got clear expectations, then it's much easier for you and the employee to know where you're going. Now the question is, uh, in you know, of the five steps, you've got clear expectations. Number one, number two is clear capability. You know, do we have the capability to do this? And so, some capability questions you can ask here are: Do you need any additional resources? 
and you know you need more money uh, mm-hmm. you need more of this time. I mean, within our right within mark within our time frame do you need more time can you get it done by june or can you get it done by september or whatever is the time frame that you want again who would you like to work with in this project uh what do you have the tools you need to get this start project started or can you know uh do we need to rent something or you know borrow something or get something so you can actually get this and you know can you accomplish this with the tools that you have and you think you and the team is capable of achieving this i think that's a great capability right. question so you got to be clear expectations and the capability then the third point that they talk about is clear measurement and again you can ask this question here it obviously goes with expectations but it also goes here what does success look like um, i think this is a great question for teams is how would you like to measure success because um, I've worked with organizations. That's a good question. It's a great question because I've worked with organizations where the CEO and the, the board of directors are saying, how do we measure success? And so we spend a lot of time to create a matrix of what do they want? What are the what are the key factors? So because from a board perspective, they want to make sure that they have a safe, sound organization. From a CEO's perspective, they want to make sure they're growing, but they're growing in a way that they get rewarded. So how do we set up a system that rewards the CEO for progress that also that the board feels like it's fast enough, but also the board feels like it's done in a safe and sound manner. And that's really the factors that are important. So you want to look at those things. How do we how do we measure success in such a way that it's good both for the organization and good for uh, the individual? Because I'll give you a a classic example of this. I do a lot of consulting for financial institutions and they could give bonuses for improve, you know, more loans in the books. Right. Great. Can, can you and I go out and find people who give loans to? Uh, if they let me approve it, I can get the loans <laughs> in the books. Right. That's right. Now, you didn't tell me you wanted them collected. Exactly. <laughs> you know, right. yeah, we got a whole bunch of loans in the books. You, oh, we got to collect them too? Oh, so we got to, oh, what you want is good, good loans, loans on the, right. well, you didn't say that. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could be more specific, but that's exactly a daily Um, problem um, places I've worked. Absolutely. With organizations, they know how they want to measure success and are the measures put together in a place, in a a way that's going to be um, positive for everybody involved. Because you say get loans and then you get loans and then you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) you guys are doing it wrong, but you just told me to do it that way. Right. And that's kind of where I'm convinced that, I don't know the quote exactly, but if you measure it, it happens, or right. You, you got to. You're if, the expert here, but yeah. But if you don't measure it, you got. If you don't monitor it, you don't manage it. Right. And so, if you're not measuring it, if you don't agree upon a, a measurement system, there's no mm-hmm. way you can as an organization right. manage it. And if you if you're clear with your measurements, people will do it. Absolutely. Then you can you can. I mean, it's just like a, a mile marker down the interstate. It's a mile mm-hmm. between every one of them. So mm-hmm. you, if you got if you're going down the interstate and you're going 70 miles an hour and you've got to go 20 miles in the next 20 minutes. If there's no uh, slowdowns, guess what? You're probably going to hit that target. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's a slowdown and you're going to be late and you're, you know, your wife's waiting for you or whatever, I might have to go to the phone and say, you know what? I'm going to be about three or four minutes late because it shows on Google that this slowdown is five minutes. So we all need to t- know about that and, and, you know, going from there. So the clear measurement. So what does success look like? Um, how would you like to measure success? What matrices are important to you and what matrices are also important to the organization from a safety and soundness standpoint? And how are we going? Um, what are the most important numbers for you to track? Uh, right. you know, what do you want to look at? Um, cause just like, you know, driving your car, you know, could you know about what radio station that's on? Sure. It'll give you a number. Do you know, you know, what the oil pressure is or the amount of oil in your, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But the real important number when you're driving down the interstate is, am I going the right direction? And, you know, am I within the speed limit? Is it safe? Am I a safe distance behind the other car? Those are the important measures, not how much oil you have in your car. Now, is it important to know how much oil you have in a car when you change oil? Sure. Sure. You don't want it to be empty or you don't want your engine to seize. So knowing what what numbers are important to track are very, 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 very critical to your success. Um, and then are there any numbers that we're that we are tracking that you think are unfair? And let's discuss that. Yeah. And I think that's an important key too. Great is, question. Right. Because you might say to some people, you know, uh, it's unfair. Now, the other side of the coin is too, I've talked with managers and they've had employees that didn't hit the goals. Like, oh, yes, you know, they pulled their hair out. Okay, you didn't hit the goals. Then what do we learn from it? Um, you know, how, how are we going to approach it next time? What will be the process we go through? How will we get there? Uh, because, you know, most organizations that if they don't hit the goals, they don't fire everybody because you did it. Mm-hmm. What do we learn from it? How can we get there? What can we do differently um, in order to achieve that goal? I just think that's a very, very important concept is, okay, we didn't lose. We learned. And how do we learn to go forward? Crucial. It is absolutely crucial. So that's the, the, the third step. The fourth step is clear feedback. And, and, and this is where you touch base with the folks from time to time and say, how's it going? Uh, so, you know, are we on track, uh, is an important goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this question. Tell me your success stories because then, you know, then they'll tell you success stories, but they'll also have the opportunity to say, these are some hiccups we've had, or yes. here's some problems, or we're not there yet. Um, how can you get closer to the goal? Are you on track or off track to the goal? I think it's a great feedback question. Um, you know, and, and so asking for feedback questions, but one of the most important feedback questions is not for your employees but for you as a leader. Hmm. Um, and, and I say this because a lot of organizations do 360 evaluations. Yes. And the worst uh, studies have shown the worst feedback or the worst number they get or the, you know, the lowest number they get on those 360 feedbacks is does the leader ask for feedback? Oh. And that is the, of all the That's numbers That's the biggest challenge. Have, biggest challenge for leaders because they don't ask people you know, would you evaluate me? Could you give me some feedback? And I've only seen a few managers who have actually asked that of their folks and if their managers have told me those stories. And so I know the 360 evaluations are absolutely tr- crucial and they're true that leaders don't ask for that feedback. Right. So if you're not asking your folks to give you feedback so you can improve, then how are you going to improve? Right. And if, and if they don't feel comfortable, they're like... There's another issue right, right there. Absolutely. I mean, how many times are you going to go into your boss and say, hey... Um, you've got this problem, you know, or you've got this problem and you know, you really messed this up. You're not going to say it. And if they don't know, they can't, they can't correct it. It's like going down the interstate and all of a sudden your speedometer stopped working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then somebody, and then somebody ran over the the speed limit sign and now you don't see that. And so (laughs) now you're blowing through town because you don't have a speedometer. You don't have a speed limit sign that told you not to, you go blowing through town too fast the local sheriff stops you and charges you a ticket because your speedometer wasn't working and the sign wasn't there. Now, was the sign going to yell at you? No, it was just going to give you feedback that, guess what? The speedometer, the speed limit now is 35 miles an hour. You're blowing through town by 70. Guess what? You got the sheriff's attention. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah. and you hear that sirens. A lot of atten- yeah, and then you're in big trouble. Then you're in big trouble. You know, Then you've got to explain to your wife why you got right. a, a, the ticket going 70 at, to 35. And then at that point, you're getting feedback. Right, yeah. But if you had the feedback along the way, you wouldn't right. cause there was a problem. Three, there was three chances of feedback. First right. is your speedometer. Second is the speed limit sign. But the third one is they caught your attention. They finally stopped you and said you're going too fast. Right. And so that's how you give employees feedback, too. Are they, are they looking at the signs along the way? 
because the real the the highest performing organization that I see is not only when the manager is checking with the employee are they in fact on track but when the employees are checking on a daily basis on their own yes that's, that's nirvana right. right that's nirvana then then we're really grabbing traction and we're really on track to make it happen so i think that's a great question it is getting uh, feedback is are you as a leader um, asking for the feedback and then clearly the last step 5 is the clear consequences and what piece of this will you own? And how would how will you hold yourself and other people accountable in this process? How will you respond if things go off course? What I think is a great question. And do you feel a sense of ownership for this process? And so clear consequences. So the five steps uh, are, are very important to follow. But I was also going to give you some other goals that people can do to, to ask people accountable. I've got another you know, nine nine goals or nine questions they can ask, um, you know, that you can ask for accountability. What is our shared goal? I think it's a great question. What is our ultimate purpose behind this goal? What does success look like, which we talked about earlier? How will we measure success? What steps must we take to get there? What are the deliverables? What piece of this will you own? How will you hold others accountable? And how we respond if things go off course? I think those nine questions are great questions to ask with regards to how to hold people accountable. So the, And they're questions that should be asked throughout the project, right? Absolutely. Not just up front and at the end, right? That's what you're suggesting. Yeah, and, and when you're talking about clear expectations, you know, how often as a, as a team should we talk about it? Yes. You know, you've got some people who are highly capable and highly accountable, and they're going to say, hey, I've got a three-month project. Let's just check in once a month. And you know what? You trust them, and you believe in them, and you know that they can do that, and you're going to just check in once a month. Other people who are newer maybe don't have as much experience, and they may say, hey, let's check in once a month. Say, no, I'm not sure quite feel comfortable with that. How do weekly or a bi-weekly meeting yeah. seem? Or having a, a, a bi-weekly meeting face-to-face, -face, but in the meantime, we have a phone conference, and we talk about what's going on so that we can actually look at those projects and look at those processes and see what's happening. And so that's another important aspect of the process is to make sure that everybody's on the same hymnal, same page. So to wrap right. up. Rory's, here's Rory's wrap-up, folks. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Paul. <laughs> so wrapping it up, uh, clear expectations, number one. Uh, do we have clear capability? Are we able to do it? What's our measurement? Do we have clear feedback? And do we have clear consequences? And what's going to happen if we don't achieve the goal? Or what's going to be the next step? Or what training will we do? Or how will we coach them in order to get to that? So I think those are the five keys to holding people accountable. If you can hold your people accountable, you're going to be a much more effective manager. Absolutely. And you're going to help promote your career in a positive direction. Excellent. Another excellent uh, bit of information that will help us on a daily basis. To get a hold of you, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, that is a great question. Uh, I've got you. a website. <laughs> You're so good at this. <laughs> I've got a website, uh, RoryRoland.com. It's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. Also, we've got a learning management system called Coaching Manager University. It's an LMS system taking them through a 52-module program on how they can improve their leadership skills. So both of those are up and running. Uh, I do do coaching training for credit unions. I do coaching training for banks, uh, for all kinds of organizations, been all over the country, and would help your, love to help your organization get more effective um, with coaching and have a, a coaching culture. Excellent. All right. Thank well, you, Paul. We'll see you next time. You bet. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching.
This has been a KCTK production, produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.